0: Feel is what you feel. Feelings are in real. Put your mind money down. and your bets. in the wheel. Feel is what you feel. Feelings are in real. Put your mind money down. and your bets. Spin the wheel. Feel is what you feel. Feelings are in real. Put your mind money down. and your bets. Spin the wheel. Feel is what you feel. Feelings are in real. but your money down. Raise your best. The thirst is real, everybody. I know you guys have been thirsty. You've been waiting. You've been so excited. But we have the one, the only. You love them in All Stars 3. You're going to love them in this. It's Jake Dupree. The The realness. I'm going to tell you something, Jake. I never get over how good I am at timing that stuff. I don't know how I do it. Like not, I, I, rarely pat myself on the back, but it's like one of the few skills that I have is being able to time that, like, so that it, it, I'm right in that middle before between RuPaul talking on that one. I don't know. I can find it <laughs> fun.
1: I think you should be very proud of that. I think that's a very good skill to have. Oh,
0: I am proud. That's why I bragged about it to you. Look, you can <laughs> brag about so many things. Give me this one thing, Jake. Give me this one. Okay, thing. I got
1: it. You well, are you are the champion of timing.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do a panel on it at next year's DragCon.
1: <laughs>
0: you know what's funny? I've been saying drag can and I I do get occasional like messages occasionally that people say like, you know, Joe, you say it's, it's DragCon, right? And I go, I know, but Monique Hart said can during Snatch Game, and I think it's funny, and so then I I, I just am very amused. Uh, I like that. Jake Dupree, how are you? It, it, everyone is so excited to have you back.
1: I am amazing, and I'm. Am so- I'm so excited to talk about this season and talk about this episode i am in love with this season like really oh. a lot of these queens i really really like
0: that's that's very weird because i you know one of the things that i've been hearing is that there's a sort of uh people don't know how they feel about this season some people feel that not necessarily that the season's bad but that there's a little bit of exhaustion with all-stars 3 running right into season 10 but you're not feeling that exhaustion
1: I've heard I've heard from a few friends that they're like, I can't tell if the Queens are all really good or they're all really mediocre. And I'm like, that's such an interesting way to put it. I don't I personally don't feel that way. I think it's a very good season. And I actually, like I said, I really enjoy a lot of them. Mm -hmm. And I've been sad seeing a bunch of them go home week to week because I think I, I just really like them.
0: Well, let me, you know, I, I, you know, I, I talk about I talk about this show so fucking much, Jake Dupree. I'm going to tell you something. I, <laughs> I'm so sick of talking about this show. I, what I try and do now is limit it to just a 24 hour block of talking about it. But yes. uh, so I was on the radio this morning, and uh, but it, it, it seemed like that seemed like a humble brag because I didn't talk about it this morning. <laughs> on previous editions of the radio show, I've talked about how. Look, here's the thing: is I might. There might be a clue to your 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 uh, question there. You didn't ask a question, but the you know is it a mediocre season or is it a really good season? Because on season nine, Eureka was not a front runner. She was maybe middle of the road uh, queen, but now she's clearly a front front runner. Do you think that says anything?
1: I I don't know. I think I think it's I think it's her right time to be on the show. Maybe. I, I think that it's right for her to be back and I think that that time off between the two seasons probably did her a lot of good and a lot of like self-realization mm-hmm. and just allowing herself to be great.
0: Now, you know what's so funny? This morning on the radio, uh, Larry Flick, the host of the radio show that I'm on, uh, posed a question to us on the panel and he asked, who on this season do you think has the staying power? You know, and... And uh, like, for instance, because the topic came up and, you know, we'll go through each queen. We can talk about this episode, then we'll go through each queen and, get, and you can give your thoughts. Okay. And sort of the consensus on the panel was that pretty much the only queen that we can see having staying power, or well, we were two, uh, well, and it was divided. The, the two names that we came up with were Aquaria and Blair St. Clair. Mm-hmm. Everyone else we thought would just sort of fall by the wayside in the next year or two. I don't know if you have any thoughts on that, but, um,
1: uh, I do have some thoughts on that. I think, I I think you're totally correct. Those two, there's just some sparkle factor that's kind of like, um, it's captivating and there's something kind of different about what they do. And if there's something really endearing about kind of what the quality of their work, I, I think, but I also, I, I feel that Monet exchange, I feel that, Asia O'Hara and I also feel that Miss Cracker I think that will I think there's going to be some big staying power with those queens I mean oh, those to me seeing like their lines at DragCon, like Blair had a really long line yeah. Miss Cracker had a really long line and that was like they had the longest lines of the season 10 queens
0: oh we can do a deep dive on this girl and we're going to uh-huh. I, have, I have a lot of thoughts on all those queens so first first because you know I always get to talk about what I think about the episode there's a whole podcast <laughs> dedicated to it. But what did you think of last night's episode? What, we'll we'll break it down in little chunks. First of all, what were your thoughts on um you know in the first part of the episode we saw Aquaria and was talking on the couches with the girls and was sort of saying that, you know, she wants all of them to go home and they were like <gasps> and then you know the Vixen wrote that bizarro cryptic message in the mirror. What did you think of that whole segment?
1: I I actually appreciate Aquaria's I don't think she's as cutthroat as the as Sometimes it's depicted on camera. I think that she is a strong-minded person. And I think mm-hmm. when she says things, sometimes the delivery of it is not super great. And mm-hmm. I think that she'll learn that with age. I think that's just being a younger person. Mm-hmm. And I, I I really feel like she cares about these people, especially like you see her commenting on all the other queens' Instagrams and mm-hmm. social media stuff. Like She always seems to have a lot of love for everybody. Mm-hmm. And I think she really does want that sisterhood and doesn't want to come off cold. Mm-hmm. And I think I, but I also think that she wants to win and I don't fault her for that. And I think that everyone else is out to win, but sometimes her delivery makes it seem like she's like ruthless.
0: There is a weird struggle that the show has with that, where it, it makes it seem that people who want to win are awful people, but then why are they there? And then like, for in, in, that, in fact, in that same segment, was it that, was it that moment right there where Eureka, they were congratulating Cameron for the win, I've been chuckling about this because they congratulate Cameron for the win. And then he's like, Eureka's like, um, was I allowed to say that? Or Cameron said, like, I hadn't told anyone that I want to win that challenge. And then Eureka's like, oh, my gosh. And I'm like, bitch, everybody there wants to win every challenge. What do you, why is uh, it a secret?
1: That's the that's the point of the show because you want to stay on week to week. <laughs> yeah. I think what Cameron was referring to is that she does a lot of share impersonation. Mm-hmm and I think she didn't want to tell anybody that she did that cuz then there would be like this super heightened oh. like sense of her I think there's like a she says something a little bit about that at the very beginning. Yeah. And I understand that like if if you were like a Tina Turner impersonator and they're like the ep- the challenge is about Tina Turner it would there'd be a lot of pressure on you to perform. Yeah. Okay,
0: I get that. But we'll we'll get to Karen Michael when we do our, our rundown of the queens. Yes. Um okay, then the next segment we had the mini challenge what were your thoughts on the mini challenge, Jake Dupree?
1: Cute. It was fun to see like all those guys. And I I knew a few of them just from like West Hollywood life, and like also one of them works at um, an Equinox that I work at, mm-hmm. and it was really fun to see that. I just thought it was a funny challenge, and all everybody had such fun quips and like. <laughs> <laughs> like uh innuendo for the whole thing. I, I I thought it was really fun. Like I thought RuPaul had a lot of fun. Yeah, d- being a being there too.
0: It feels in the past few episodes that Ru has been having a lot of fun on the show.
1: Yes, and there's been some episodes that I've been like, I don't know if she really wants to be here. Yeah, and I don't want. I don't like saying that, but I really kind of have felt that she's like well, phoning it in. I happen sometimes. to
0: have some tea that RuPaul was not too happy on the Snatch Game episode. She was not a happy
1: camper I, that week. I mean, to be fair, I wouldn't be either. Yeah. I don't think, but I think the past some of the past few seasons, the snatch game hasn't been super great.
0: Yeah, I actually think. Well, look, that's a whole other conversation. Look, I know I'm gonna get a pad of paper because you and I go on these tangents and we forget where we were. <laughs> yes, but I actually think, to be honest with you, I think there's only really a few good snatch games. I would say like yeah, five and six, and all stars too.
1: Yes, I and, would agree with that. And everything I else is that. like, mm,
0: you know. Um, yeah. So anyway, what I was going to say is, uh, I have a question for you. I, let's just get this out of the way now. Why were you not in the share musical challenge?
1: I I wasn't asked. Number one, I mean number one, but also I know a lot of those other guys, and they're a little bit taller, oh. um, and I'm like, I'm on the shorter end of like what they use on the show usually, mm-hmm. so. I do know, I think it would look more consistent with the people they had, but then I wasn't asked, so who knows?
0: Oh, interesting. I was all like, where's Jake Dupree? Like, why is he, <laughs> why is he not, why am I not seeing him on the stage dancing with the Queens to the, I, to the show members? I was universe?
1: asked to be on the finale of this season, but I couldn't do it because I was in New York shooting some stuff.
0: Will we maybe see you at the actual finale finale?
1: <gasps> no, I don't think so if if you if you do it'll be in the audience cuz i just want to watch if i do that okay
0: well look i'm a, i've been and if you go we should hang out we should you, you know say hi
1: i would love that
0: cuz i was at dragcon and then i heard before we started recording that you were at dragcon yes and we didn't connect. I wish
1: i could have seen you but I, again i what i like i told you before i was like there were friends that i didn't even see there and it's a massive room no, it no, seems you're right it seems honestly like more more intimate but also like massive in a yeah. sort of way because i think the lines weren't super long for mo- for everybody because at the other room it was bananas no you're like right too much
0: you're right you're right you're 100 right you're on the money it was uh there was a weird like it was bigger but then it was yet more intimate you're right did you get to go yes. to the workroom or i heard the snatch game set was there but i didn't see it
1: i didn't see the snatch game set which was very strange um but i saw i did get to go in the workroom which was lovely super cool
0: so okay so back to the show so the mini challenge now you know one of the things we are hearing in the mini challenge and i want to get your because you know you're kind of fashiony you know you you take care of yourself and whatnot some people (laughs) and i've started to see this on the internet and my co-host was complaining about this is they were like the underwear looked the gut make the guys they were not it was not good underwear like it was like making their asses look weird
1: well, you know, it's padded underwear.
0: Yes, that's what I've been reading.
1: Which is, I think, is strange to begin with. Yeah. I'm like, if you don't have a butt, just don't have a butt. Like, yeah. I don't want to see you with a pad on your butt. I just don't. But I agree. Some of the under, some of, like, where the pads hit people on the underwear made it look very strange. I don't know. I would just rather have seen it just regular underwear.
0: Well, that, exactly. That's what people were saying. They are like, that padded underwear is not to be meant to be, like... Put on display, it's about to (laughs) be under your jeans or under your pants.
1: Yeah, it. I saw some people at Drag Con, they were there, the rounder bum people, and Uh I saw some of the guys that they had modeling walking around, and it didn't look as cute in person either. So, oh, really? Didn't win one. on camera, didn't win in person.
0: Yeah. So, okay, so that was the mini-challenge. and, and uh, we, So then from there, uh, RuPaul announces the maxi-challenge, which is Breast World, a take on <laughs> Westworld. And because Aquaria won the mini-challenge, she got to assign the roles to the different queens. And it seemed like she was sort of being diplomatic about it. And then she, she realized, oh, my God, I, I didn't assign myself the right role. Did you have anything to say uh, about anything leading up to that?
1: I mean, I was nervous for her because I was like, you, I mean, what they should have done is read the script and then decided like who gets what. And I think they all realized that after the fact, but I appreciated her, you know, being diplomatic and saying, you know, what fits you. Yeah. And I mean, it turned, I think it turned out well for her in Mm -hmm. the challenge, but I, I was nervous for her. I was like, Oh God, like you're going to screw yourself over.
0: Now, you know, because then the next segment after that was RuPaul does the table visits, and she pretty much hits all the girls. I think, not literally yes. hits them, but like she she goes to every table. And um, I have I had thoughts about that, but I want to hear. Did you have any thoughts on RuPaul's table visits?
1: Um, I can't. You start. Which okay, I, I'll, I'll you tell you what. I, I'll,
0: I'll I'll lead this. I'll guide this because what yes, I want to talk about is maybe because there's fewer queens this year, and they have ninety minutes. I actually think this was one of the best table visit segments they've had all season because it felt like RuPaul was very engaged. Yes. And gave real advice to the girls and really listened and spoke to them in a way that was like, I know, like, usually, like, in in, a, in, in this, in, no, in most table visits, it's like, what are you doing? And I'm either going to throw shade or like it and move on, right?
1: Yes. And this seemed like a genuine connection and an engaged connection, which I appreciated.
0: Yeah. And it seemed like she was giving them, like, all the girls got really good advice. Like, Aquaria, I think she was telling Aquaria, like, look, stand up for yourself. You know, make give yourself the advantage. Don't stand in the, sand of the background. I can't remember what she told Eureka, and I've watched the episode twice. And I remember the second time going, like, oh, I want to hear what she tells Eureka. And then my mind wandered. I don't know what happened. And then with Cameron, she wanted Cameron to, you know, be more out there, obviously. Yep. Yeah. And then with Asia, she made Asia cry because she was saying, you're a queen. Don't forget that, you know, you got to.
1: That was i that was a really lovely moment, and that's that's the moments with like asia i I always like hearing her speak or what she has to say and like what she did with the vixen and pulling her aside and like a lot of her confessional moments mm-hmm. I think are really profound moments, and I agree I think the same thing about Monet, yeah, which I wish Monet would listen to Rupaul and just put a big wig on. <laughs> I'm like just listen to her like every week she says the same thing to her and I love Monet and it seems like Monet is a very engaged like active listener mm-hmm. and every week she comes out with that pussycat wig and I'm like what are you doing? Do you
0: think that maybe like because like you're like RuPaul literally tells them do this and sometimes they don't listen I'm like I wonder if they do like like even though I know in theory that RuPaul's a boy and RuPaul's a drag queen are, two, are the same person. In my head, though, I find that hard to imagine, and and it, it, I think in my head I just sort of relate them as brother and sister. Yes, and so Maybe they're like,
1: oh, we'll get, we can get away with this apparently. Yeah. yeah,
0: and so I'm one like I wonder, do they? There's some sort of that sort of thing too, where they're like, well, RuPaul, the girl who's going to read us later for not doing this, didn't know that RuPaul said that.
1: Like, I mean, it could be a very, I mean, that would be kind of like a mind fuck a little bit. <laughs>
0: I'm going to say, I don't think you've ever cussed on this show before.
1: I know. Am I allowed to do that? Yes.
0: But I thought it was okay. Good. I, just, I just wanted to make <laughs> note of that.
1: I was like, oh my God. I don't know. How big it <laughs> oh my God.
0: Jake, let me tell you this. And everyone listening, I'm not going to get into this because this has been the biggest topic, Jake, on the show. Is a couple of weeks ago, I decided to top, stop talking about sex on the main show that goes out everywhere on yeah. iTunes. <laughs> and we have gotten, I did it because we got a few emails. From people who were like, ugh, you, you just talk about sex, right? Uh-huh. I've gotten so many emails from people saying, like, do not stop talking about sex. Fuck them,
1: and, right? I mean, the thing is, it's like, you're you're not going to please everybody, so you just yeah. got to do what you want to do.
0: But anyway, the point is, like, people, a couple of people thought we were being, t- basically, we had a, a co-host who had to leave for the season because he had surgery. But I uh-huh. asked him if, it was like dumb, and then you won't get into it. I asked him a stupid crude joke about that, right? <laughs> and people got really offended by that. Anyway,
1: well,
0: look, it's, it's not like I really think crude things about surgery and wounds. But okay. there's
1: some good jokes, you know?
0: Yeah, there's good. I don't even know if it's a good joke. Anyway, so <laughs> the table visits. Yeah, like why didn't Monet wear that big – Rue basically said, I want to see you wear that big wig.
1: Every week, though. Every week. it's It's talked about.
0: Yeah, and she still doesn't do it. No. Um nah. and then so the after the table visit, I think we go right into where they filmed the segment. And uh did, how did you think everyone did were there any highs and lows for you?
1: Well, first of all, I need to mention the yeah. set. That was really really an amazing set. I was like, "All right, VH1, throw the money."
0: Oh, you're um, right. I didn't even think about that. It was, it was an amazing be- It was
1: really beautiful. I was like, this is really nice. Yeah. Like the fake pool with like the donut in the pool. You're right. Um, I didn't even think about that. It was it's cute. A point. It was cute. And I, I thought that Aquaria did amazing. Yeah. Like, so she has impressed me every week. Every week I'm nervous when she has to do speaking challenges because I don't think that's like her. That tends not to be her specialty, I don't think. Yeah. but. Every week, I'm so impressed. I think it's because she stays engaged in the moment and doesn't overproduce what she's doing, which I think Miss Cracker does. And it breaks my heart because Miss Cracker, I think, is genuinely brilliant. And I wish that she would just kind of allow herself to be.
0: Oh, we're going to get there. She is. We're going to get there.
1: Oh, yeah. Don't you worry. I I just thought that I thought Monet was. Fabulous! Like all of her one-liner adlibs, I was like, "Thank you, thank you, thank you." Mm-hmm. It was just so good. I there were a few that really just stood out, and that was Monet, Aquaria, and Asia. I loved them.
0: I don't know if you and I have talked about this on the show. Maybe we have. I'll talk about it with anybody, but you live in West Hollywood. Yes. No, you don't. You live, but you you're in West Hollywood often. Yes. Give everyone your exact address, Jake. <laughs>
1: <Disgusting>. <laughs> you no, can find okay. me. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so. What are, what are your thoughts on this Hamburger Mary's?
1: Um, you mean like ham- the club, like the bar?
0: Well, actually, yes, but like more like the food there.
1: I mean, it's it's good. It's fine. It's not like you're going to go there and be like, this is the best food I ever had. But yeah, they yeah, make yeah. a good hamburger. I agree for.
0: with you. Would you ever order it on Uber Eats?
1: No. That's, That's no. not to say that I... Wouldn't, but I have never. So no, you.
0: Oh, so you're. You've been at home, and you're like, you know what I need right now? I need an eighteen dollars hamburger. Yeah. Hamburg,
1: hamburger Mary's food. No, yeah, I've never I need. That. I have. I need an
0: eighteen dollar cheeseburger from Hamburger Mary's. <laughs> right,
1: that hasn't crossed my mind ever. But that's not to say that it won't.
0: Now look, I'm not necessarily insulting their food. I was t- when I was talking about this recently with a friend. I go, look, I happen to think. I don't know if you agree with me. I actually think. I think people would be surprised to hear this that the Abbey has really good food.
1: I've actually never eaten there before. Jake,
0: you're gonna you would be surprised the food is really good at the Abbey. Interesting. Like, I need to yeah. go. But they have Uber Eats too. I'm like, who is ever at home and is like, <laughs> I need twenty five dollar cream cheese and crab wontons.
1: You know? I mean I I wouldn't, but I, I don't know. Do you that's, ever use it's Uber an, Eats? That's interesting. I didn't even realize they I I didn't even realize they sold Food. Have yeah, yeah, idea? yeah.
0: If you go like during the day, right before it turns into a, I think I, want you might still be able to even order it at night, but like definitely during the day, it's more of a restaurant slash bar. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, do you ever order off Uber Eats?
1: I actually have never used Uber Eats before, so there's
0: that. <laughs> have you ever eaten fast food?
1: Yes, I have. Of course.
0: Because you're like you're like vegan or vegetarian, right? Or something like I'm that. vegan. Yeah, 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 yeah. Look, you're in LA, which was recently named by PETA the number one vegan city in the in the country.
1: Awesome which I totally makes sense.
0: You know what the least vegan city in the country was?
1: What? New York?
0: No. Greensboro, North Carolina.
1: Are we surprised? No. No.
0: I'm actually surprised <laughs> that it wasn't a place like in Arkansas, your home state.
1: Oh god! I mean, I don't think they would consider any place a city there. So there's that.
0: You don't think Rogers, Arkansas, is a city?
1: I'll just let that joke slide by.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. So uh, anyway, the point is, uh, how did we get here? What are we talking about? Oh, the the breast world, <laughs> the breast world set. The set. Yeah, yeah. the set, and, you, and and then you told us who you liked. Okay. So then from there, I think we went right into Oh no, then we went to the elimination day. They talked about a lot of things. They talked about aging and drag queens aging and dating.
1: Dating. Yeah.
0: Did you have any thoughts on any of that?
1: I mean, it I think it's such an interesting topic to discuss because there's been lots of like jokey jokey like sex jokes that they Mm -hmm. do, you know, about everything like trade and all that stuff. But it's interesting to hear them like you know, talk about like the real stuff about relationships, like wanting something or being more comfortable in drag meeting people because you feel like you could just be completely yourself. And I think that that's, I think that's something that I'm glad that they're talking about because I don't think they've ever discussed something like that before on the show. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, it makes me, it it just makes you realize like that they're actual people that, and I think that I came across this a little bit with the unicorn stuff that I did that, People would approach you sometimes like you were a novelty item because they could watch your videos or see you perform Mm -hmm. and you, you meant something to them in the way that they wanted you to. Mm -hmm. And it's an interesting dynamic to determine like where people stand or how people actually feel about you. And it's not just some like thing that they're putting on to you about how they want to feel about you. If that makes sense at all. Yeah. What about aging? How are you feeling about aging? I mean, I think aging is awesome. I just turned 30 in April and mm-hmm. I couldn't be happier about it. I think it's really cool. Uh,
0: you know, overall, I would actually say that, uh, and I don't know if you agree with me, like, I feel like season nine, the mirror moments on the Elimination Day felt very forced. But I feel season 10, I don't know if they're forced or not. It feels much more organic this season. Would you agree with that? I agree. That or disagree with that?
1: I totally agree. I just think that the, the conversation seems so much more natural. And I also think that they all get along. Which yes. I don't know if they have before, like as a group. I think they all actually get along. Yeah, I think
0: I feel like season nine did get along because season nine the reason I feel that is season nine uh postseason did something really smart, which is they didn't break up. They went on tour together rather than yep. some of them went on um, you know, with Murray and Peter and some of them went with, you know, producer entertainment group and, you know, they scatter around. No, they, they went on tour together. I think, I, I think for the most part, they all get along. And I think that's something they have to convince everybody. I think people are always trying to be like, well, you guys hate Valentina or Valentina. You know, and I think they're like, they, that's something they constantly like. No, we calm down. We're all fine. Yes.
1: So, yeah. And I, I, re- I enjoyed that. I don't like to see a bunch of the drama stuff. It's just not what I'm super into. I like to see them celebrate each other and really, have fun but i know that doesn't necessarily make good tv sometimes Mm -hmm. but i think it to me this year has felt like they actually all respect each other and want to see each other do well but we're
0: gonna you know we're gonna go queen by queen in a second but you even i mean there's a very polarizing person in that cast with the vixen and and we'll get to the vixen but like you even feel that way even with the vixen's presence
1: i do i do i definitely do okay
0: and then uh, the looks. The looks here this week were uh, silver foxy lady. I believe was the name of the category.
1: <laughs> what were your thoughts yes. on that? I thought it was really awesome. I mean, I loved Miss Crackers. I don't know if she necessarily looked super old, but she looked plumped up, and you know, she had some. She had some nice good lips on her and that I really thought that was funny like a funny touch to do like an Upper East Side like waspy lady Mm -hmm. and I I love Monet's I mean I wish that she had a giant big wig on and heels but those sagging boobs were so funny to me I just thought she had such a good stage presence and Cameron's I loved that prosthetic face that was so great were there any looks you didn't like I don't it's not that I didn't like Eureka's. I just wish that it would have been have been pushed a little bit more. And like what Ross said about the flowing coat, it just seemed like an afterthought. Being like, "Oh, this looks good. I'll put it on." Mm-hmm. Like there wasn't a thought to it. And I think she was trying to create a story with like, "I'm going to the opera," blah blah blah. And it, I was like, "That's a reach. It's a reach."
0: Now then, we saw the actual finished product of Breast World. Did you have any thoughts apart from the filming?
1: I thought it was a little long.
0: Okay. Yeah, like seven minutes on it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I was like, okay, all right. Um, And I thought that some of the jokes landed, and I thought there were there was a lot of people that fell kind of flat.
0: Anybody in particular?
1: I thought, I thought Miss Cracker unfortunately fell a little flat, and I was really disappointed because I thought that she would come out and nail it. I just Mm -hmm. think she's in her head. I think she suffers a little bit from what Trixie went through her, her season to all stars. Mm -hmm. I think that she, there just needs to be time for her to just be like, okay, I'm going to be me and that's it. And that's enough. Yeah. And I think, I think she'll do well after the show, I think. And, um, I thought, I thought that Cameron, I thought the same thing about Cameron. She was just in her head a little bit too much. And the same thing with Eureka. It just kind of was bland.
0: Now, Then we from there we went into uh, we so as we know that Asia wins the entire challenge, and then uh, Eureka and um, Mo, no, 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 Eureka and Cameron are in the lip sync battle for their lives. Uh, and it was as it was a double Shantae, you stay. Jake, your thoughts on that lip sync?
1: I loved that lip sync when they both dropped in the split at the same time. I literally like screamed in my room, just like clapping by myself oh yeah you were by yourself in your room watching it yeah i just was like sitting at home just watching it it's Mm -hmm. so it was such a good lip sync and they well you could tell they both were like fighting to be there and i like that's what i like about the regular seasons is that Mm -hmm. i don't like the lip sync for your legacy too much because i feel like the stakes aren't as high even though there's ten thousand dollars at hand um but i think the lip sync for your life's like this was a lip sync for your life and they both fought 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 to stay and I appreciate that.
0: All right. On this particular episode, any thoughts that you didn't get to get out that you want to say about, about this particular episode? You're like, I wish, I, I want to say this.
1: I I mean, the main thing I wish is that I wish that Miss Cracker had was showing us her full potential. I don't think that she's fully letting herself be the most amazing version of herself that she is. Okay. So here what we're gonna do, me.
0: here's what we're going to do now, Jake. I'm going to go yes. in order from elimination of the Queens. Let's break it down. Because, you know, this is the first time you've been on this season. I don't know. You're, and with your busy schedule, schedule, I don't know if if, if we can. Are you going to come back? I don't know. Maybe you'll hate this Yeah, run. I All would right. love to. All right, here we go. Vanessa Vangi Mateo, your thoughts?
1: I mean, to be the first eliminated queen and have this much of effect on a season is fascinating. And also I think she reminds me of like an Alyssa Edwards, like they know they're funny, but they don't realize how truly funny they are. <laughs> yes. very good. And point. I think that I, I I've heard some rumors online also from like just around that she could be on season 11, which yeah. I'm kind of into. I think that she deserves another chance to show herself.
0: Well, look, she just suddenly show. canceled a bunch of gigs in May.
1: I mean coincidence I think not. Yeah.
0: Now let me ask you this question. Um not no no not ask you a question I want you to to join in with me. I, w- I was actually very surprised at Drag Can that Miss Vanjie she probably had the longest line of any first eliminated queen I've ever seen.
1: Uh there's no question. Yes.
0: It was insanity at her booth.
1: Yeah, it was so cute. Did you I went to the to the Battle on the Runway uh show on Friday night as well, uh-huh. which all the season 10 Queens performed. Okay. And I have to say I was a little disappointed in her number. Oh, really? It, it didn't and I think I don't know. I it wasn't it wasn't the like wow wow boom factor that I thought that she would bring. Like I I think that she still is like caught up in like being pretty Sometimes and I want her to like lean into the funny because she's like hilarious.
0: Well, I think I think you spoke some truth right there when you said she's like Alyssa and that she realizes she's funny but doesn't know why. Yeah, and that's something that she's going to have to learn for herself. But, you know, very much like Alyssa, I've said this. You may agree or disagree. And I think the same holds true for Trixie. I'm sort of fascinated because what we're seeing now is we're seeing new genres of queens come out of this show yeah and let's go to trixie first i think you and i've actually talked about this in depth but i'll say it again is that trixie has created her own genre of drag queen and one that like because you have people like uh, mayhem miller is a perfect example mayhem miller is like a legendary drag queen right like no one's gonna deny that she's an amazing drag queen okay absolutely but she wasn't that good at the competition
1: right? Yeah, it just, it just didn't, something didn't translate.
0: Yeah, but then you have queens who maybe they're not so sharp, you know, like Aquaria is a perfect example, because Aquaria is more of a look queen, Instagram queen, but she's not a a drag queen in the traditional sense, but she's really good at this competition, right? Yes. And uh, what I would say with Vanessa is, and, and going back to Alyssa, is then you have people who, they're just really good television. And it's not that Alyssa is a very good drag queen as well. and But I don't even know how good she is at the competition, really. Same thing with, like, <laughs> yes. but they're just amazing television. And that's the thing with Vanessa, if you think about it, like, she was on one episode. She was amazing in the confessionals. Yes. And then she gave us that iconic moment. Which has transformed in and in, into this thing, you know. But it was really – what it really was was a girl all up in her feelings after she was eliminated on the show and feeling she let her drag mother down, you know. Yeah. So – but th- that doesn't necessarily mean – I mean she was eliminated first on the show for a reason, you know.
1: I mean I think I, I, when watching the lip sync on that – between her and Calorie, like Calorie like wiped the floor with her in my opinion.
0: Yeah, but let's be honest. Let's say Calorie would have gone home. Do you think Vanessa would have gone home? she would not have made it to now
1: i don't yeah i don't think that she i think she would have been shortly thereafter eliminated
0: yeah so so what you're telling me it doesn't really super surprise me but maybe actually the worst thing she could do is go on another season of the show well
1: i think that it makes me i wish that maybe they would they could wait like for like like maybe season 12 because I think that there could be Mm -hmm. some time to develop but it could be cool like her riding this wave of like everybody being like super into the Miss Nanji thing and you know like see what that turns into because I think I think Alyssa kind of did that too it was like everybody was blown away by her ridiculousness and then she was like I don't even think that She's like, I don't even consider myself a funny person. Yeah. And seeing how everybody reacts, it just kind of, like, goes. And you just never know what it could turn into, like, ride the wave.
0: Yeah. All right, next on the list, we have Calorie Kardashian-Williams.
1: I I think she seems like a sweetheart. Like, I really do. <laughs> um, I feel you're saying that in,
0: like, the most southern way possible.
1: I really do. I think that there's something very, like, sweet about her. And, um... I know I've heard some people say some shady things like she was a like just a waste of a a queen and I was like well there's no waste I mean they all serve a purpose like in the scheme of the of the show mm-hmm. but I think that I think that, that first lip thing I think she did an amazing job and I I don't think she had anything else to offer on the show from that than what she sh- what she had shown Mhm.
0: Uh Yuha Hamasaki
1: I I have, I go back and forth about her, um, her interview that she did with Sasha Bloor when she was interviewing each one of the Queens, like in New York, when they were first introducing everybody, Mm -hmm. it made me, there were a few cringy moments that she said some kind of like racial, racial stuff about Asians. And I think, I mean, she is Asian, so she can make fun of, you know, her race, like the way she wants to, Mm -hmm. but there were just some moments I was like, it seemed kind of careless and kind of tacky in a way. Mm -hmm. And so her coming in the season, I was already like feeling a little like, eh, I don't know how I feel. I think some of her runway looks and the stuff that she creates is beautiful and like very well done. But I, there's, to me, there's like a disconnect just between me and her. I'm just, I don't know. I'm just kind of like, eh, all right
0: dusty ray bottoms
1: i i really like dusty ray bottoms and i love her makeup style because if you're going to come on the show they've seen pretty they've seen weird like give them something else and i think those dots are truly like if you saw the dots you would immediately say that's dusty like that's that's cool like that's cool to leave a stamp that's very much like a trademark of her and I think so, that's super cool. And I actually really liked her song and her video mm-hmm. and her performance at the Battle on the Runway was great. Great, great.
0: Oh, so you loved her performance in Battle of the Runway.
1: Yeah, I just thought she was really cool and just like super confident and comfortable up there. It just was – it was fun to watch because there was never a moment when you were like, oh, okay, like what is happening, you know?
0: Did you feel that way on Battle of the Runway with Yuha Hamasaki?
1: I did a little bit. <gasps> yeah. <sighs> I know that's, that is some shade, but I, it just, there were points where I was like, I don't know if you rehearsed this. And this is a moment where it's like, you are on the show, like make the most of the moment, like right now. Mm-hmm. And I don't think she did that in my opinion.
0: Interesting. Mayhem Miller.
1: Her number at battle on the runway mm-hmm. was so sick. She yeah. was like from, uh, she was in this blue look from the fifth element, I think is what mm-hmm. it was from. Okay. And it was, it was so captivating the way that she uses her eyes and like the way that she works the crowd. It, it was, it was awesome. And it was very artful and you could tell she is super seasoned, like knows she's going to hit the crowd. She's like this one I'm going to give them and they're going to eat it up. And she did that Um, on the show. Like I agree with what you said. Like I, I feel like there's a, often there's like a bad, you're used to a certain thing and you're used to always being the star of the show and yeah. all these clubs that you perform at. And then when you get on the show, everybody's pretty much like a star or like a big personality or captivating in some certain way. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to like remember who you are and allow that to show, I think. And I, I, I wanted her to go further in a sense, but I think she showed the point where she got eliminated. I think is she showed what she could do up to that point and I think that that was all she could show this season
0: yeah and I think you're right I think in, in, a, in a in a way she got too much in her head
1: yeah and very emotional and like I think that the, the magnitude of her finally getting on the show instead of letting it just be like alright bitch I'm here and like I'm gonna work it was kind of like a little overwhelming being like I'm here and like all the time
0: well you know I almost wonder and we'll, we'll deal with this when we get to Ms. Cracker if I wonder if she was suffering from the same sort of Self doubt that Miss Cracker
1: and the same sort like, of weakness it, was that Ms. it was putting has. a little bit too much pressure on yourself, maybe.
0: Well, I think there's also, I think, you know, when you're as seasoned as mayhem, it, may, may, it might come from a different place. I think mayhem is used to being completely 100% in control. And you have yep. to allow yourself to be, you know, essentially you're no longer in control. You and, just got to
1: roll with the punches and yeah. just allow yourself to stay calm, which I know is hard. And like the, the situation they're in is tough and like, being secluded in the room in their hotel room like by themselves with no contact with anybody else so it's it's a tough situation to be in, especially if you're used to getting energy off of people. You kind of have to like radiate it yourself when you're there i I really feel that way
0: all right Blair St Clair
1: I love Blair St Clair so so much like i <laughs> I, um, she and I, have, I followed, we've followed each other for a while now. And this was before she, I even knew she was on the show. Mm-hmm. She, I randomly saw this Blair St. Clair like my picture on Instagram. And I was like, Oh, that's a fun name. And I thought it was a drag queen just from like a little bitty like circle picture beside the comment or mm-hmm. whatever. And I clicked on it and I was like, this queen is so stunning. And so I followed her and then she and I, you know, would talk and I was like, you're beautiful. Like, and she's like, I love all the things that you do. And we just have gotten like very friendly on social media, and she is such a lovely person, and her boyfriend is so cute and so nice. Uh, and I finally getting to meet her in person at DragCon was so awesome. Wait, so, wait, wait, so, wait.
0: Hold on, hold on, hold on. So you know Blair St. I
1: mean, I. You're best I friends say that with Blair, Blair St. Like, we are best friends. We talk all the time, but no, we talk often enough, um, and we're. I would say we're very, very friendly, which is super good now okay so that's
0: good to know so do you think you're a little biased because you've been a big fan of hers from before and now she's on the show and and are you able to look at it with a critical eye
1: well the thing is is like i never i never saw her perform at all um i just would see her instagram and her looks and just like double tap all that stuff Mm -hmm. but seeing her on the show and also to see somebody so young be very poised And also very polished, I respond very well to that because you can tell that she takes it seriously, Mm -hmm. but there's also like a genuine, like lighthearted fun that she has with it. And that's, it's just fun to watch. Like, and I think everybody that's watched the show pretty much agrees with that, I would think. That they're like kind of, she's just a sweet person. And you could see it, like, even in some of the interactions that she had, like talking about her faith and like some of the other queens, like faith, and then. Falling out of love with being a Christian or whatever. I just thought it was, it was a cool moment on the show, especially to see someone so young be mm-hmm. that well put together. I just thought it was fabulous. I loved that.
0: When you were at Drag Can, did you have to stand in line to meet her, or did you just go up to her? With you, did you get a special Jake Dupree <laughs> only fast pass? I
1: I didn't. Um, I was going actually. Her her booth was like right like right next to where they had the work room set yes. up and. I was rounding the corner around her booth because I saw her and I was like, oh, maybe I'll like go wave and say hi, whatever. She was by Milk, right?
0: What? She was by Milk, correct?
1: Sort of. It was like across that like big open space. Yeah. She was next to Chad Michaels um, in Aquaria, I think. Oh, Um, she was over
0: there? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw her. I I can't remember where it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay.
1: Um, And I was rounding the corner around her booth and I literally ran smack into her boyfriend and he looked at me and he was like, oh, my god he was like you have to meet Blair right now and she loves you and I was like this is so cool and I was like okay and so I got to sneak in between some people in her line and meet her and have to spend a little time with her which was super cool and then we talked to her boyfriend afterward for a, um a bit and so that was really nice I really I just really think that they she's got a good head on her shoulders and mm-hmm. she I think she would be I would. Re- I really want to see her on all- an All-Star season. Well, we're going to get that, to that. It would serve her well.
0: We're going to get to that question. Next, we have good Monique Hart.
1: I – that queen fucking nailed her uh, Battle on the Runway performance. She, oh, she had good. the entire crowd around her finger. It was amazing. And her – her wig fell off at one point. It got stuck on her shoes. She did like a scorpion. If you're into cheerleading at all, she did this like scorpion where her heel was attached to her wig and she was lifting up her foot to the back of her head. It was buck wild and amazing. And then Monique, I uh, then Monet came out and wrapped a part of one of the songs that she was doing. And it was, it was awesome. Like she nailed it. I love Monique. I, I think she is a sweetheart and I'm, I I just love everything about her.
0: What about her time on the show?
1: I I think that she wasn't as polished as probably she would want to be, but I think it also came with like having to make outfits in literally like 30 minutes. Um, but I think that, I think her personality is so winning and I love all of her quick sayings like, ooh-ah, ooh sensation, stunning, all that stuff. I just think that she's really funny. Very, very funny.
0: I, don't, I think we talked about how you're friendly with Blair St. Clair, but we didn't talk about what did you think about her time on the show? Did, 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 you, did you feel she was robbed?
1: I was a little disappointed that she um, that she went home. I I just wish I could have seen like her snatch game. Like I just wanted to see her runways because I felt like all of her runways were so good. Mm-hmm. But I think I really do feel like she'll get another chance to be, shine on the show. I do.
0: What do you think of her uh, her song? Which is uh, to use the what the term the kids are using? It is quite the bop.
1: I, I was hoping you are about to say that word. <laughs> I It is. And I know the, the guy that directed her video, Sean Deli. he also directs directs a lot of Todrick stuff. Mm-hmm. So I've met him lots of times. And he is so good at – he's just very good at editing and directing and producing those videos. And I thought the video was great. I thought the song was great. I thought all of her makeup, her looks. It just was a cool moment. And I'm like, good for her she literally and I know there was a quick turnaround from when she shot the video to when it came out like I mean a matter of maybe like 3 days. Mm-hmm. So it it was good and it, the timing of it was perfection. I was like, "Go Blair. I'm I'm such a huge huge fan and supporter."
0: All right, here we go to the next topic. <laughs> the Vixen.
1: Okay, and I know this is a super controversial opinion probably, mm-hmm. but I I really like her. I really do. And I think what started for me, what was hard for me to even acknowledge like anything beyond me liking her, she Mm -hmm. was on Shea Coulee's cocky song that she put out right after Drag Race. And that song is probably one of the best songs to come out of Drag Race period because it's a genuinely like good rap song. And the Vixen's verse on that song steals the show. And this is before the Vixen was even on like even rumored to be on season 10 Mm -hmm. and I mean if you go back and watch it I mean she's a star and like the way she raps and the way she moves in the video it's 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 special and I was really when I saw I I knew if for some reason I was like she's gonna be on season 10 and there she was and I was so excited to see her and I think I really hope she spends like the time maybe in therapy or I don't know what else but like Dealing with some of the anger stuff, like I think that it's misplaced, like what Asia was saying. And I think that she has a right to be angry. And I think she Mm -hmm. has a right to feel the way that she does because it's, we've seen in this country, especially now in these political times too, like really prevalent, that there's a lot of weird double standard between white queens and black queens. And I think it's really a lot harder for queens of color to get the attention and respect that white queens will just naturally get. And I think that there's a way to go about that. I wouldn't know necessarily how to deal with that because I'm not a person of color, but I appreciated the conversation that was having because I think it's an important one. And I think it's one that a lot of people really need to pay attention to. And it's a hard subject for a lot of people to listen to, but I think it's something that's necessary. And I just wish that, like the Vixen said when she was leaving, she's like, I don't want to be known just for being angry And I, and I hope that she's not just known for that because I know a lot of people that said some really ugly things, especially like just on my like Facebook timeline, like bye, you know, all this really mean, you're untalented, whatever. I was like, she is not like, she's actually like a very bright, thoughtful, thought provoking, uh, politically charged person. And I think that, I think that has been missing a lot in some, in some drag stuff. Like she her number at Drag Crunch, she came out wearing... Or she came out wearing, like, a Confederate flag mini skirt dress. Like, kind of what like what RuPaul and Warren Tuong Fu. Mm-hmm. And she did this number that was a lot of spoken word about being an angry black woman. And a lot of rap songs that, like, played into that. Like, uh, Nicki Minaj's chun Lee was a part of, like, her lip sync performance. Mm-hmm. And it was powerful. And you can't help but watch her. And, I mean, I think she... I think it's going to make people uncomfortable because it's a subject that's uncomfortable, but it has, it needs to be addressed because I think that there's some really deep seated dark stuff when it comes to race and how to deal with talking about that. And I'm happy that she's provoking that.
0: All right. Let's go to the people who are still in the competition. Now, Monet exchange.
1: I love her. She, I just think she is another person that I think is, would be like a cool person to hang out with in real life because I think there's something so charming about her and lovely. And I think she's beautiful and I don't know. I just, I wish that some of her runways would come off more polished. And I think that she's grown a lot even since the show. And I, I I would hope that maybe she would get a second chance on maybe an all star season, because I think there's a lot more for her to offer too, if she doesn't make it to the final four
0: uh all right what about okay this is gonna be another long topic here ms cracker
1: okay. i miss cracker after seeing i had seen her on social media like before the show and i was always intrigued by her look like she had always like big hair and like giant hip pads and stuff and i and she's such a tiny little person it's like fun to see um and then seeing her interview look i was like there's your winner right there and like her i thought she was so smart and uh captivating and then on the show it just seems I think she started off very strong and it seems like she's just been in her head a lot and second guessing or self-producing or questioning like what she's doing and I really feel like she might be one of the smartest people on the show if not one of the smartest people that's been on the show ever and I think Bob the drag queen actually said that too before uh, the show started airing she was like she is truly like one of the quickest people I've ever met in my entire life that's a lot coming from Bob because Bob is super quick. Um, I just wish that I just wish that she would get out of her own way a little bit and just let her self shine. But again, I I really feel if she doesn't make the final four or win or whatever, I really feel like she'll be back in an All Star season because I think it's the perfect story to be on an All Star season.
0: What do you think been, about yeah, Miss Cracker? Yes, I've been very puzzled by her. I've done long, long speeches and, and, and <laughs> dissertations. Yeah, about, about, yeah, I wrote a master's thesis on it. <laughs> but um, because there was so much hype around Miss Cracker when she came in, and for yep. a, a few episodes she lived up to that hype. Mm-hmm. It seems to be, and she's talked about this on her show review with a Jew when it came out on the pickle episode. where she got really in her head on the on the on the Dale pickle episode the yep. the the bossy rossi show yes and i feel she's never recovered from that i feel I she's think, never recovered from that i
1: think what she and what she was saying to monet um on untouched this week like saying you know i'm a comedy queen i don't want to be known just for my looks like this is what i want to be represented as and this is who i am and i think that once you put the pressure on yourself to be like I'm the funny one. And then when it whenever they come back at you being like that wasn't that great. You got to realize like I need to back off and just allow myself to shine and just stay true to myself. I think she's been questioning herself the whole time being like, "Well, am I that funny?" That's like, "No, you made it to this point and you have a lot of people that believe in you and you have Bob the drag queen who's so funny believing in you. Like you have to trust that and not question. But it's hard because you're in this environment that actually just makes you have self-doubt and insecurity i just wish that she would would have risen above that and i really do feel like she might have been like i think she could have won won the share challenge because i thought she did great in the challenge and i don't think that her critiques reflected the way that she actually did i think they're way too harsh on her and her runway was brilliant with that skull throwing up on her
0: you know i think with miss cracker and, and it's hard to have this discussion without but you have like a sort of background in this kind of comedy so you i think can chime in on this it it's it sounds like i'm being shady and it's not i feel there's different there are different skill sets in comedy okay yes and there are comics who are just really quick you know with the repartee and then there are some who have to really really like and, there's, and, again, it sounds like one's weaker than the other It's not. They hone their craft, and they so they put out a bit, and they polish it and polish it and workshop it and polish it so that when it's done, it's this precious little gem that's amazing, you know? Like, you know, it's, it's like Robin Williams. Robin Williams would tell, like, a thousand jokes in five minutes, and maybe, like, a hundred of them were funny. and you, But they're so funny that you forget that 90% of them were just not very good, you know? Yes. And then there are some who they don't tell many jokes, but every one is a gem, Right. And I think that's Ms. Cracker, and I think that doesn't that kind of talent doesn't lend itself well to the show. And it doesn't mean she's not funny. It just means it again it's that control situation. So like I think it was a week or two ago when Rue was doing a table visit with with uh, Cracker, and Cracker suggested coming out with a cane, you know, and Rue was like, "Ooh, you know," but. I think the way Miss Cracker works, comedy-wise, is one night she would have gone out with the cane. And then if it got a good response, okay, let's go with that. If it got a bad response, all right, let's 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 see what we can do here. Until finally maybe she ditches the cane or she works something else out. And then by the time that that bit is done, it's a perfect bit. And that's why she's so funny and so well-known because she's workshopped those bits. And I don't think that this show it's, – it's like it's one and done.
1: Yeah, it's kind of like you just have to fly by the seat of your pants and just kind of hope and pray that it goes your way.
0: Yeah, and if, and the, you know there are people who there are rate there are runners who are sprinters and there are runners who are long distance runners and I think she's just more yep. of a long distance comedy runner and not a sprinter and that's fine but I think she gets in her head because she thinks she should be a sprinter.
1: Yeah, and I think that, that I think that that was sort of what Trixie dealt with like on her yes. season until yes. the change like she realized like okay this will makes me funny I know how to fall into that as quickly as possible and like make that happen and just trust that it will happen. And I think you saw it with the snatch game with her; like it fell on its face. Yes, it was not good. But I think it's because she thought about it so much. Mm-hmm. It just it just didn't work. Like it should just have been more organic and natural than what it was. And I think that's what Miss Cracker faces too.
0: Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think I, I do, and I do think there are a lot of similarities between Cracker and Trixie, actually. And, uh, I, and
1: I really think that we'll see like a like a Cracker. Uh, Reformation, like after this, I think that I we'll think see, she like, would need to come cool. back for All Stars Four. I think that it would be perfect for her to be on All Stars yeah. Four.
0: Once she's out of the competition, sees how it works, then comes back. She she can come back. You know, Trixie got lucky. I'm not throwing shade at Trixie, but Trixie got lucky that Katya sort of sucked her up into her universe, and people got to know Trixie through Katya and build that fan base up and became more confident and go to All Stars Two, and yep. um. I wonder if Cracker can do that too, but, but Cracker can go on all stars four or five, not four, but like five or six or whatever. And if she's ready, yeah, she can come back. And I think she will like, Asha, Asha a perfect example. Not very good. Her season. Mm-hmm. And then all stars three, you're like, Oh my God, she's amazing. Yeah. And, and I think she got the redemption I, that she wanted.
1: Yeah. And I, I really feel that miss Cracker, like if she were, she's going to come back on an all-star season. I think that we would see her like knock it out of the park. Because you see like her looks, they're very good. And then to see and Aja's too, like Aja has a very creative mind and like her looks are very good. And then she comes back for an All Stars and you're like, Holy wow, this is like insane.
0: Okay. Uh, next we have Cameron Michaels.
1: I I really like Cameron. I, I like her for a lot of reasons, and I'll start with like the personal reasons just to begin with, because i i think it's really cool to have like a muscle queen on the show um i just i just think that it's a really good representative thing even just for me i, I really respond well to that mm-hmm. and i think that it's been interesting like seeing her um like seeing what her personal brand of drag is instead of just being like pretty or generic or whatever i think it's been really cool to see that she's got like there's kind of like a nerd quality to like what she delivers. And there's like some interesting, like uh, superhero and like game inspired uh, references that she uses. Mm-hmm. And I think it's been cool to see her do that. I think she's a truly exceptional performer too. And I think that she's a beautiful, she's got a really, really awesome look and um, it's been nice to see her like come out on these challenges and do really well. But then, there's times where I'm like, I wish that she, had, she's another one, I wish that she would kind of get out of her way and not have so much self-doubt, but it's really, it's it's a hard situation, and it's a hard pattern to break just with yourself, just to have that kind of self-doubt.
0: How do you think she's going to do in this, because comp- it, it, she's sort of been invisible this season, she's coming out more now, now that a lot of the queens are gone, but she's sort of been invisible. Do you think that has yeah, been a I bad mean, thing or a good I thing? I
1: think she's a dark horse in this season, and I really do feel like she could probably be in the final four.
0: And, uh, yeah. Why are you laughing? I don't know. I think Yeah, I think you're right. I think she has, I could totally see her in the final four, Jake Dupree. Um, mm-hmm. I, uh, I do, I will say this. Uh, I do think it's fine On Wikipedia looking at the contestants, the low key, uh, a lot of people who listen to the show, you know, read Reddit and stuff like that. Uh, uh-huh. the, the Wikipedia page is literally in the exact elimination order. And I just realized I've been saying it. Anyway, um, <laughs> I, well, because I'm all, oh, Wikipedia being shady is literally in the exact elimination order. Um, the list who do the, they have as number
1: one?
0: Well, no, you know, there's just a final four. But what I'm saying up to the final four, they they literally have the the girls in the correct elimination order. But like even people who are still not like Monet and Cracker are still on the show. Yeah. You know, um, and but the way I'm not saying that my order, I just done it in here is the right order because people not everyone listens to the rumor mill uh Jake yes. but I'm saying in the order I'm looking at on Wiki- on Wikipedia it's in that order anyway um what what okay look at the timestamp cuz people do get mad sometimes all right <laughs> so uh so Cameron but you know do you think you know one of the things I talked about with the Vixen was with her behavior on the show whether she was right or wrong I didn't I I didn't understand what the game plan is cuz there's a life after the show and I didn't know if that was necessarily very smart uh, for, the Vixen. for the vixen's career, right? Like in other okay. words, on any other reality show, whether it's Survivor or uh, uh, you know the Amazing Race or whatever, you can you you go, you get to go back to your normal life, and your normal life isn't being a survivor, or you know it's, it's a part of who you are. Yep. Where this, is, is their career, you know, as we've seen, RuPaul's Drag Race can be a big boon to someone's career, like Blair or, or a lot of the queens, or it, it, it could be a detriment. Like, I feel like Fifi has suffered. And I feel yes. like, um, uh, who's another like villain that has sort of like, doesn't work anymore, really? Like, well, Roxie
1: Andrews was that for a while. Yeah. And then and I, she kind of redeemed herself.
0: Yeah. And I feel like Alexis is kind of suffering a little bit, you know? Yeah. But, um... And for different reasons, I feel Nina sort of suffered too because she just came yes. off as sort of like um, crazy. So yes. like what was the game plan for Vixen? So same thing with Cameron is I know, you know, sort of a nice quality. He didn't want to talk shit in the Queens and didn't want to give that to the producers, but he's then sort they of, sort of been erased from the series. Like last night's Untucked was the first time we've really, we're nine episodes in, gotten a sense of who Cameron Michaels is.
1: Yeah. And I mean, I think it's, if you look at the like the grand scheme of it like it's good to kind of like show out at this point because you want to like get you want your like uh acceleration to really be there at the end but it's like hard to be fully um into the person when you haven't heard anything really about them up till now Mm -hmm. so it's tough to buy into it if you don't it's hard to be invested in it whenever it's so late into the game, mm-hmm. but I think that she, I think she's another one that could like use, um, just like an, maybe an all star season to like, you know, down the line a little bit to come back and be like, okay, this is who I am. Like, let's nail this.
0: But I almost wonder if, well, if we go on like the TV side of things, like, and this is not shade towards Cameron or that she's a bad queen or that she's not a nice person or anything like that, but like would the if she's not giving the good television this is actually shade towards the production company if she's not giving the good television would they have her back for an all-stars
1: i mean i think that she would just have to show or like convince them that she is willing to fully be there and like give them what they want now i'm going to i mean obviously i mean i think that if they i think that if they didn't want her to be there i feel like they would have made i don't know like a case to kind of like you know, produce it in a way that could like get her off the show. But you but know, I think she's been so. Str- I think she's been so strong. Like her looks on the runway are fabulous. I'm.
0: I'm. I, for those of you listening who don't want spoilers, uh, I would tune out for the next. Uh, I'm going to time it for the next minute and a half. Because what I'm going to say right now is one of the things that you know we've known for a while. We saw evidence. We saw you know uh, 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 evidence. When, when what's the thing when they when the first piece of evidence I forget what's it called, but. Um, I like to submit, Your Honor, for the first piece of evidence. Yes. But the, the accusation not accusation, but the rumor's been that Cameron is a fucking lip sync assassin. And we saw that, oh, that bitch can lip sync. And we, if you if you look up her videos online, you would see that too. Yes. So um I would say uh I it's gonna be we're gonna be at the minute and a half, I'm gonna still be talking. But my question to you is like, we we know that the next two episodes she lip syncs and sends some very big people home you know you know that i'm pretty sure yes wow i'm not asking you to confirm that what i'm at i, my, mean, I, my, my, I
1: genuinely don't know that i don't know that
0: so the, okay so well then the rumor is i'll, t- I'll tell you the rumor I, I i felt like the rumor is that she's in the bottom next three and she sends all three bitches home so she sent wow well no no since two of them because eureka stayed Mm -hmm. And that uh, And that she's really really good At that lip syncing
1: I mean like I said like the acceleration at the very End of the competition it's a good thing to have And sometimes being in those bottom two Situations like lip syncing for your life And Mm -hmm. slaying Mm -hmm. is a very good Thing because people get to know you and they're like yes This bitch can work like that's a really Good place to be
0: Yeah so, um, oh look, we did it actually in time, but there were not any real spoilers. They've jumped, they jumped a minute and a half; they would know. So, like, like yeah, Cameron Michael seems to be sort of a I wouldn't say polarizing person because there's not much to be polarizing about. But there are people who really, really, really love her, and then mm-hmm. there are people who are like, Meh. And, yeah,
1: I'm I'm one of the people that's like I'm a big fan of hers. I really support what she's doing, mm-hmm. but I, I I can understand people's gripes, but I think that. I think that they'll, if you're what you're saying is true, I think that they're going to probably be gagging the next few weeks. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Well, I don't think it's a gripe and they have a problem with her. I think the gripe is, and it may not be her fault. The gripe is like, who the fuck is this bitch? Where's she been for nine weeks?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: You know? Because I think the impression is, well, if, if we don't know who she is and she's not, you know, it goes back to the argument we were saying is like, there are people who are really, really good at certain things and people who are really good at drag. And, but that maybe not necessarily so good at the television part of it, and that's where you have a big yeah, question I mean, about RuPaul's Drag Race. Ultimately, it's a television show, but it seems to be that she's very good at the competition.
1: Yeah, I mean she does some she does some really great things and things that always get you know have been safe, and that's a good place to be for most of the competition. But you got to have those like standout moments, and she's getting a few. So it's I don't know. I'm excited.
0: All right, Eureka.
1: I. I really like Eureka. And after I had always been like a fan, but never like, she was never my favorite. And mm-hmm. then I saw her uh, Battle on the Runway performance, mm-hmm. and I literally turned to my friends and I was like, there's your winner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think like, it's, for I, some I, reason I right. it just was captivating. It was powerful. And she did the two songs from The Greatest Showman. Um, and they were, you know, kind of like, yeah. they kind of are a mashup together. And it was, great like it was just a good moment good costume lighting great makeup hair everything and i think that she's she came back this season to like really really compete and not uh be in her head and get in her own way like i, th- I think i think that's, i don't even know like what necessarily i believe but i think the universe was like okay you're doing too much you don't need to be that much just be you and i think that this season she has done that and season nine i think that the universe was like we're stopping it here you got to refocus, and uh-huh. then you're going to come back, and then you'll do great. And I think she really has. I think she's kind of just settled more into herself. Mm-hmm. And she's also been the center of most storylines this season, which is a very smart place to be as well.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. But she's been very – again, speaking of polarizing. She Now, by the way, I adore Eureka. Of all the drag queens that have ever been on the show, I don't know why this has been. I've interviewed her the most. Okay? Wow. I've interviewed her four times. Uh, one of them very long form, like we're doing now, and every single time she's been super professional. She's been a sweetheart. She's been amazing. Uh, she's yes. been so generous with her time and her insight. And I have nothing but positive things to say about her. But then you see people come for her, and that yep. they just don't like her. Uh, the victim well, being think one think of them. I just think it's or- like
1: those situations, like when you're in class, like as a kid, and there's always somebody that's like always there for the attention and always loud and boisterous and like and she's just like a large she's a tall person yeah so it's a big presence and that's a big personality to have and i think that that can be obnoxious to people and that's i think that's a good place to be sometimes like be on that polarizing side because Mm -hmm. at least you're memorable okay asia o'hara i i am a big fan of asia o'hara i think she number one is like stunning as Mm -hmm. a drag queen like actually beautiful like looks like a real woman it's like insane Mm
0: -hmm.
1: i think that some of her missteps come from being like wanting to be perfect but then there's like these other times where she's like so vulnerable and like lovely with everybody i i don't know she's just a grown-up and i like that i just like seeing people that are like in their they know what they're giving and mm-hmm. I think that that's and where the part the parts where she's had her missteps is when she's been like away from what she knows she can give and like not done it to the way that she knows she can do it. And I think that I think that really she is such a strong, strong contender for this show, and I'm so happy she's on the show because I really, really, really like her. I will say her drag uh, performance that I saw at her Battle of the Runway was not my favorite. Oh, not my favorite. It was, she sang a song mm-hmm. and like sang, sang some it? people would just, well, it was like spoken word singing ish to like a beat. And I will say it was not, um, it cleared the room. It cleared oh, the room. cleared the room. Yeah. It was, she was the very last one to go.
0: Oh. We had already been
1: there for like a while, but you know, it, people were excited to see her and it was completely packed when I was there. And then by the end of the song, a lot of people had left.
0: Well, again, she's a pageant queen, and I think that's a different skill set. That's a different skill set.
1: I just wanted to see her like do a lip sync, just lip sync, and fucking like live your life because she can flip her hair, she can perform like crazy and dance, mm-hmm. and use those that beautiful smile and like I want. I wanted to see her do that, and I I appreciate someone taking a chance, but like make that chance like very well done. And I think that there was—I don't know if it was very planned out very well, in my opinion.
0: What do you think of
1: uh, this Aquaria? I am a huge fan. I wasn't—I was—I mean, I followed her for a long time now, and I think that her looks are beyond amazing. I think that she really like can transform a lot of the way that makeup is done for drag, and a lot of fashion elements that. I think that some of the other queens have also done. I think she can do that and more. Mm -hmm. I think there's just something really special about the way that she looks. And it's been really nice to see her personality come through because at first I was like, whoa, you're her like meet the queens, a little interview that she did. I felt like she was like trying to be like a new Willem or something like, Mm -hmm. I don't really care. And I'm going to talk like this all that time. And I was just, it just was weird to me. I was like, that's not, To me, that's not how you come off, I don't think. And I feel like it's been a good moment seeing her on the show and seeing her do well. like, at Snatch Game. Like, who would have thought that she would have won Snatch Game? Nobody. And she – but it seems like – and even with this challenge as, like, that, the waitress of this, like, breast world, it was such a small, like, small moment, but she was captivating because she was just – allowed herself to be present and to listen and to have fun. I think that it's really cool. Again, like what I said about Blair, it's really cool to see someone who's so young be so seasoned and well put together. And I, I, I really do. I'm rooting for her to win. I really am.
0: Yeah, it looks like either uh, Aquaria or Eureka are the queens to beat.
1: I, 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 I would agree with that. I, we, mm-hmm. I would. When we the season started, I thought I would thought that it would be Miss Cracker and mm-hmm. Eureka, but I think Miss Cracker. Well, she'll get another opportunity, I think, to win.
0: Oh, so you're calling her she's going to be the winner of another All-Star season.
1: I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. I really wouldn't. I mean, there's a few other queens that I would really like to win as well, but I think that she could be a good, good, good face in, like, the Hall of Fame. From
0: this season, who are you inviting on the All-Stars?
1: Blair St. Clair, 10,000%. I'm like, please, 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 get her on there. And that's it. Um... And I also would – I would say Miss Cracker, but I I want her to wait a little bit before she comes back on this season – or the season four or whatever.
0: All right. Let me ask you this question. We now have okay. Jake Dupree's Drag Race. Okay. <sighs> yes. They've just – you have to make the decision now. Oof. Blair St. Clair – okay, I'm going to make it harder. The bottom three of this episode are Blair, Cracker, and Cameron.
1: Ooh. Who's
0: in the bottom two?
1: Oh no, this is so bad. I'm gonna save Blair because I love her, and I want, and I would want to see Cameron and Cracker like go at it because okay. I think they both can like slay lip syncs and they're really okay. fun. And what's the lip and, sync song? Ooh, I want them to do like Hey Mickey or something like really really fun and like cheerleader stupid. I, I think that'd be so funny seeing the mm-hmm. two of them do that because they both can split and really dance.
0: Mm, I don't I don't have the one by uh what, oh you know what I can get actually I know how to do this. I know how things work. Okay, <laughs> so now okay, so now do the do do the announcement. Do like, you know? The well, time has come.
1: Cameron Michaels, Miss Cracker, it's time for you to lip sync for your live.
0: That's it? Alright. Yeah. Oh my god Oh my god look Oh Cameron is crushing <laughs> This uh This lip sync Is that a split or is that a hair flip Let's see if I
1: need I don't know <laughs> Oh my god she just, oh my god Death
0: dropped oh my god Cameron death with the dropped, death drop Oh my Oh my god splits, Oh, but, but Cracker's being super funny.
1: Oh my God, she pulled out a package of salties and is choking oh, yeah. on them. Go, Cracker! Go.
0: Oh, wow. Okay, the lip sync's <laughs> over. All right, it's time for you to make a decision.
1: Ooh! Oh my God, this is really hard. Um. Oh my God, I get not you're making me do this. This is really tough. I don't want to that's do what, it. That's what
0: comes with being <laughs> on Jake Dupree's Jag Race.
1: Oh my god. I will say congratulations, Cameron Michaels, John K U Oh
0: my god, Miss Cracker, that means I well, know. The, well... saltine's
1: the saltine's just got in her way. The salt team's just got in her way.
0: Miss Cracker. You have to say your nice little. Chante, you
1: also stay. Oh, Yay. it's a double Chante! <laughs> oh
0: wow, it was a double Chante! Wow, you tricked us there. I thought you I'm, were saying yep. it was cracker home. Oh tricks, wow, tricks, tricks, tricks. Well, Jake, thank you so much for all the time that you all like again. And you know, you and I are going to talk after this. It has yes, to be limited, for like two more hours. Yeah, exactly. It has to be limited. But yeah, because last time everyone should know, Jake and I talked for like two or three more hours. After the episode,
1: we did. It was it was amazing. I mean, we talked. I mean, we talked about. Every, I mean, all the seasons basically, and like who our favorites were and who we want to see for all stars. It was awesome. It was such a good conversation. Yeah, is there any
0: song, a RuPaul song, that you want to go out on? Kitty girl, duh, that's my song. Oh, that's right. You know what? It's a good song. Do you want the one with the cast or with RuPaul?
1: The cast, absolutely. Here it comes. All right, well, Jake Dupree, hey, hey,
0: thank you. Hey, 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 hey. Mwah! I you're sexy and keep slaying the game.